count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of... Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. You have found Daniel Donato's Lost Highway. That lost highway. Yes. Oh, that is that LaCroix Lemoncello, y'all. Welcome to Highway Lost Highway Podcast, episode 35. Um, I was doing some running out in Nashville, Tennessee this morning. Uh, it was very cold outside, and I just finished doing some kettlebell AMRAP exercises, which get you sweat. So it was just really uncomfortable three-and-a-half-mile endeavor that allowed me to kind of go into my thoughts and be honest with myself, and I wanted to share some of the exploration uh, that I had with y'all because I think they're valuable thoughts. Um, this is for the people who feel like they can't really get 100% out of life right now and they feel like they have to negotiate with reality which i think we have to do at all moments in time uh clearly we do uh but covid definitely put like a lot of like sudden life traffic in people's purview and it's a real thing so um one i think there's a real illusion that happens in a lot of our trains of thoughts where we think we have total and complete control over everything that's happening in our lives and our career but that really is not true i think a factual proof that um makes this hypothesis strong is that really like you don't tell your brain to do most of the things that it's been doing naturally since you were born that keep you alive so if there are all these um, peripheral functions that are absolutely necessary to the necessitation of your life on a on a second by second basis that you don't have a say of then surely there's things on a really large level that are happening around in and out of your perspective and perception of life that you're not aware of that are helping you. And odds are there's also some things that are hurting you because you probably could be a little bit better of a person, always tell the truth, maybe work a little bit harder and have a little bit more patience, persistence, and positivity and more presentness while you're going throughout the daily simulation that we call life. That's one thought. Stop thinking you have control of everything. You don't tell your eyes to blink. You don't tell yourself to take a piss in the morning. What makes you think you can tell life to do and what to do and do, do it on the timeline that you think is right? Second thing, I think opportunity creation is something that people do not talk about. Um, in all of my guitar lessons that I've ever given, people are always asking me, how do you play scales better? <laughs> but then also, how do you get gigs? And it's like, wait, just because you're amazing at an instrument or you're amazing at a certain skill, doesn't mean you're actually going to fulfill opportunities that generate wealth from that skill, right? Wealth being uh, a monetary reward, it being a reward, a, a reward of inspiration, a reward of a, a high frequency in successful relationships because the currency of relationships are a very, very, very real thing that, lost, that lasts longer than money. Um, so focus on opportunity creation. So just as you had this natural raw talent and passion and interest in something, you applied effort to it. Effort is life fuel. So if you apply effort to a talent, you now have a skill, my friends. Congratulations. You have a skill and then you have a day in front of you that all of the great heroes of our past have faced and conquered and created great order out of the chaos that a day offers. Great. Good for you. Now, take that skill and generate opportunity with it. And that's what I'm really focused on right now. And I'm not saying this from like a high horse by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it's a real thing. I wanted to go into a, 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 a horseback riding article there, but I, I, I figured that wouldn't be appropriate. Focus on that opportunity creation, y'all. 
Focus on sending those emails and, and reaching out and, and connecting with people that you might not have taken the opportunity to connect with. And then also focus on opportunity creation and the fact that it's easier than ever to put out into the world what you do. The market tells you if you're good or not. If the market doesn't give you the numbers that you feel you deserve, odds are that it's your fault. And odds are that it's you could get better. And odds are you could tell your message in a way that is more clear, more salient, and more truthful to the vision that you have in your mind. So... That's a heavy one through a Lost Highway podcast. Let's get on to the show. Listen, my friends, if we are working every day of our lives and we want to do a good job of what we do, we have to make sure that we do as much as possible to make sure that our mental and our physical well-being are as optimal as possible and as optimized as we can make them be. So... I think one of the great resources that this earth gives us is CBD. I use it every day. I use it as a topical. I ingest it via pill form. And I also have it in gloves that are infused with CBD when I go to sleep at night that help recover my hands and just reset them from a long day of use that they consistently are subjected to through music. Um, What is CBD? A lot of people don't know what it is. People see it for sale at CBD stores. You see it for sale at a gas station. Uh, Your friend who goes to a lot of fish shows tells you about it and he tells you that's legal, but you're not really quite sure what it is. And I think it's a fantastic, organic way to make sure that your life is as effective and efficient as it can be, both on a physical and mental level. That's why I'm partnering with Frontier Brands to create Cosmic Country CBD. And this episode is dedicated to what is CBD? What are the benefits? What are the types of it? Here are some legitimate pros talking about it. What is Cosmic Country CBD? Records. Yeah, we are here. We are alive. I need uh, something to open this, man. Get a little Mexi. All right, so it's going to be all things. It's going to be all things CBD. And this is real. So we've got Davis Farms. Uh, Vermont Hemp Collective. Uh, we've you, got some really cool new uh, interesting label prototypes from a company down in Houston. Just wow. the cool stuff. Got, so, uh, got some Delta 8 products uh, out of Las Vegas. Uh, but we're going to be making our own. For everyone who doesn't know what Delta 8 is, how would you describe that? It is a isomerized compound. Okay. And uh, you take uh, a, a key cannabinoid, and through a chemical isomerization pro- uh, process, you alter and change that compound into another thing. So, um, Can we mute that phone for a chance? I, I thought I put it on airport mode. Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that doesn't uh, take off the volume. <laughs> you think it would? Yeah. Technology is such a boon and a... Man, we have so many strains time. here. It's insane. Oh, so, this is just... One, this two, is three. the beginning. Because, I mean, I Seven at the strains. time of when we had asked for our samples, we were under kind of like a time crunch. Right. But, I mean, at this point, harvest is happening. Uh, Lisa out in Oregon, my, my, my main girl out there, um, she, you know, threw me a picture of 500 pounds of Bubba Kush available right now. And that's one of those, like, get it while you can, because once it's gone, it's gone. So you're mentioning that Bubba Kush is a ultra high premium tier. Yeah, it's CBD. like the, the... Carl? Please take a seat. What's going on? Carl. You want to sit right there? Dude. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Carl's got the air function. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Made this beautiful guitar not encumbered. Yeah, it's almost like a, a Gibson Thunderbird. It's a Firebird. Firebird. Mm. That belonged to Steve Winwood. That was I got that from Lily Winwood. 
Is that the neck was totally broken? That is the daughter of Steve, and that is that is the daughter of, of Mr. Steve. She'll, she was born the daughter, and she'll die the daughter of Steve. It's Steve like Joni Mitchell guitar right there. Dude. It does. It has it's, that Joni vibe. A lot of <laughs> lot of good stuff has happened on that guitar. So we've yet to roll any of this. We got a bunch of shit. We got some two edibles. We got a vape yep. cartridge. Dude, we got a bunch. Yep. Still have to open up these ones. We have so many different types. Yawns. Walk, walk us through what we have. That's not even labeled. I mean. Well, these ones are. They're just not as professionally labeled with a white label. These painted ones Lady. These with the finest of permanent markers. So we have hey, a Painted Lady 88, Purple Emperor, oh. Suver Haze, Berry Blossom, Holy Wine shit. Haze, okay. T2, Cherry Wine, Jupiter, and The Wife. And I feel like all of them are going to make for great competitors in discovering the best one from just these... These ones are not labeled in terms of strength of CBD, but this one right here. The yes, they are. Haze. Oh, by these handy dandy COAs of absurdity. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, like the levels on them are COA cer cer certificate of analysis. Analysis, not yeah. authenticity. What's yeah. the difference? Uh, well, it's authentically uh, analyzed. <laughs> That's the best legal thing I've ever heard. It's the COAA, authentically authorized. Authorized authentically. But oh, wow. I, I would like to speak towards Davis Farms, especially. Big shout out to Jeremy Klecky. He is uh, one of the most talented uh, genetics breeders in the country. Uh, he's out in the northern portion of uh, Oregon. And um, I'm currently trying to get his genetics uh, registered with Health Canada uh, for production and utilization up there because, I mean, he's got 20 percenters. He's got he's got some some gnarly anal analysis on this. Um, yeah. How'd you meet him? Um, I met him through a Canadian group and just, you know, and through uh, Oregon community and um did some video conferences with him he did a walkthrough of his greenhouse uh he does feminized seed he does he's like he's a genetics guy right and of course he knocks out light depth light light deprivation greenhouses um uh for for quality flower as well but the big emphasis there is that uh, he's taken a lot of care and love in, in breeding these strains. Um, his big MO is non-typical terpenes. What is that? Uh, where you're going to find terpenes in a lot of strains that are just like pinene and, and limonene and just kind of like... People who don't know terpenes, what is that? Uh, well, it's a naturally occurring flavonoid in, in lots of uh, natural botanical materials. Um, but, you know, they taste like they sound. So limonene tastes like lime, mm. pinene tastes like pine. Mm. There's definitely, uh, wow. there's myrcene, there's like some, there's some interesting uh, terpenes out there that are cannabis derived um, that analysis and data shows have just as much of a, a correlating medicinal uh, effect as the cannabinoids do themselves as well. Um, there's some that are very potent for treating cancer, and it's that that's when they say, you know, a full spectrum distillate is like the comprehensive package. So then it's it's all of the cannabinoids in the profile of the plant plus all the terpenes. No shit. And that's why they call it an entourage effect. That you the know entourage effect. What is that? That sounds insane. It just means that each one of those incremental parts that's homogenized into just an extract of a plant do very, very specific things in relation to uh, alleviation of symptoms and, and for, you know, medicine, med medical. Uh, like THC, for instance, um, in, and I'm no doctor, 
Yeah. And this is not an FDA claim. I've read in research <laughs> journals, apparently, um, THC in relation to can- uh, cancer right. um, is what rips the mask off of the cancer cells. And instead of them poison- posing like, hey, I'm you, I'm one of you guys, like, don't bother me. You know, it's like got a your face mask on the cell telling the white T blood cells and stuff not to attack it. Mm. THC specifically is what rips that mask off and says, hey, this is not you, kill it. And then the other cannabinoids come in and start doing the work. Immensely intense on a biological level. And I can't say that that is medically true. I'm just going off of journals that I've read. Are we all these these days? It always comes down to your own research, and nor am I a doctor. (laughs) You are well prepared, sir. You are certainly well prepared, and that's what matters. Whoa. So what are we about to smoke right now? I think he's going straight into the 88. Well, I think we're going, yeah, we're going into Painted Lady, mm-hmm. which was, uh, what's what's the what's the makeup of that one, Ian? I will find out for you. Yeah, and we were talking about those COAs all the way from Davis Farm. Um, you 88? Wow, uh-huh. so they sent us COAs on each strain. Yeah, this is not only is going to give you a full panel description of what it is right. that's uh, contained within the plant, okay. but also in the in the off chance that, say, law enforcement sees a package that you know what it is. It is not medical marijuana. This is industrial hemp. And this smells extremely lemony, citrusy. So it has, it has lemonoids. It has, yeah, the lime, I guess limine. Limine. It, it, but the, they all kind of fall into a generalization limine. of the terpene. But there's many different accentuations and very variabilities in terms of what they smell like and even taste like. And so, sometimes it's deceiving. It might smell super lemony and it might taste like a totally different fruit. That was my next you know, question. So th- is there a distinction? Mm-hmm. Is there a parallel that runs between there is. the terpenes I, and the taste? And Absolutely. And, yeah. And new genetics coming out every single day. You know, new genetics every year from new crops and indoor breeding. You know, you, if you can grow indoors, you can essentially play God and grow year round. And the geneticists, the people who are really focusing on creating newer strains that are higher in potency and just flavor. I mean, we are truly becoming tastemakers in this. In and this Jeremy's space. big on that. That's what sets him apart is that he Over goes for non-typical flavors in genetics. So, oh, wow. you know, really complex, uh, you know, like papaya or grapefruit or pineapple or anything like that that's non-typical to industrial hemp um, varieties that well, are, are t- typically pretty grassy. Pretty earthy and, and right. grassy, and um, but he he wants more of that uh, medical profile on the flavors and the taste um, than your usual suspect uh, genetics being grown even into 2019. So the two that he's most excited about, Skipper and Apollo, are not represented here because mm-hmm. he just didn't. It wasn't done yet, and he didn't have enough of it to send. Mm-hmm. But Apollo apparently is like his numero uno favorite, um, wow. and Purple Emperor is the other one. And, Yep. We have that here with us. We today. do. We sure yeah. do. We'll this probably do why. that one last as the, as the last hurrah for these these three. I don't know how many we're going to get through today. That is just fine. To start off with these, these this are not is, a bad place to start. Let's smoke all the flowers. Let's do it. <laughs> I was about to say, how about some of those edibles to start off the... Oh, you want to start the vibe? It might uh, it might do a thing and then uh, obfuscate the profile okay. of the other thing. Right, that's fair too. You know, I'd like to do that one. <laughs> but do keep in mind that the Delta Eight does have somewhat of a psychoactive effect, does it not? Yes. So for me personally, comparable to THC. 
It is. It, uh, delta eight is is a cannabinoid derivative. It's essentially yeah. yeah. Delta eight, delta nine. There's ten up to eleven, correct? So the eight, nine, ten, eleven. Nine is delta nine is what uh, the DEA uh, and government um, okay. uses as the defining line in the sand behind between medical marijuana and everything else. And so delta nine tetra is the identified psychoactive component THC. Um, that is the primary uh, co- compound within the THC family that, oh um, you know, gets you high. So, you know, Delta-8 is interesting because through isomerization, you're changing. What is that process? It's just chemical. Okay. Yeah, you use uh, different kinds of solvents and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's chemistry, it's biochem. And you use, a, a, you, it's, it's a chemical reaction. How did you do chemistry? Were you into chemistry? Is that the thing? Believe it or not, I sucked at chemistry uh, in school. It was my worst I subject no, ever. I, I was really, really sucked. bad at chemistry. I hated chemistry. But it's funny, um, you know, you, you start with a passion and that passion makes you want to learn. And then so like, you know, yeah, man. I, I found a love for science kind of like later on than when I was in my formative years, so to speak. Well, yeah. And, but you have a, a, a very um, fascinating way on how to monetize it, my friend. Yeah. Well, You've done a great job. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate you. Um, but yeah, so uh, psychoactive, uh, not going to go there, but uh, it, <laughs> it certainly has an effect. <laughs> That's it's effect. different. It's different. It's different. <laughs> so you're essentially like you're getting right up into that line in the sand. Mm-hmm. Where Absolutely. you're not supposed to it's like that line on the public bus, like don't stand. It's right a now. very right much now. so a a dark gray area. Whoa, yeah. that you can sell. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> federal law says that uh, all industrial hemp components um, are legal federally, um, as long as it is not zero. And the, and federal and state law are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, federal law wants zero point three percent total THC. But they're leaving it up for states and according to their rules and regs to do what they want in, in, in their own compliance system. So Tennessee, being much more liberal, um, is 0.3% total Delta 9, which is a big difference because THCA is not Delta 9 and A stands for acid, which means it's the acidic version of the compound, which basically means that it's not decarboxylated. Decarbing is by adding, see what he's doing right there? You are instantly decarbing the flower. By setting it by, by setting it on fire. And taking out the oxygen. Once you, yeah, because once you add a certain temperature, an instant carbon molecule is added to the compound. And that carbon molecule is what your CB1 receptors bond to. There's CB1, 2, and 3, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But your CB1 being the, the most prevalent and the most... Um, uh, predominant of of the systems that are activated there yeah. definitely are res- different receptor groups and de- different things that bond more effectively with those receptor groups with the cb1 as far as cannabis is the most predominant would you like smoke first i would love to i'd love to try your instantly decarboxylated flower okay <laughs> <laughs> light it up baby <laughs> So, like, just ingesting flour isn't going to do much for you because right. it's mostly the A. It's the THCA, non-decarb, but as soon as you smoke it and adding that uh, carbon molecule to it, boom, it's the magic. It's what makes it work. 
So the the, uh, the effect though of so edibles are simply at that point. How are those different than if you're ingesting them? Is it already preheated? Yeah, pre decarbed. Yeah, decarbed. They call it decarbing. Decarbing, yeah. breaking the seal. Yeah. So like, if you took like a raw crude, and then you is that straight from the flower? Just yeah, like you've just extracted, you've extracted you via it. ethanol or done a live resin mm-hmm. or whatever. You've extract extruded all of the essence out of the plant at that point, but it's not activated yet because you haven't brought it up to a very specific temperature for a very specific amount of time, right. aka decarboxylation, and then you've activated it. So like even an extracted crude is still the same as like, if I just eat that flour, it's not going to do much. Right. But if it's heated and it's activated, then it does a lot. Insanity. That's absolutely insane. So all of your isolates and everything has been derived from a de- decarboxylated or activated smoked. flour. You just smoked the 88. It feels magnificent. Now, I, I hear different things from different people, just like I do a THC. People saying they need to smoke a lot of CBD, they need to not smoke a lot of CBD. What are your thoughts on that in, in regards to, in a universal sense, it affecting people? I think the more that studies show, and this is what's been really amazing about the hemp industry and the medical side of that, and a greater focus on the non-typical cannabinoids. Because, like, you know, through the 70s and everything, it was just like, ah, oh, weed's weed. Oh, I know about this THC thing, but none of us really know about anything else. But the future... Uh, and where the industry is really kind of finding a lot of focus and emphasis and certainly on the breeding side is a well-rounded plant oh. that like has like the, the holy grail would be like uh, an even balance. So like 10% THC, 10% CBD, 4% CBG and kind of have this much more comprehensive profile to it than, you know, just your 30% THC kick to the brain kind of, you know, strain. Because they're going to, it's going to feel different. It's going to, you know, it's not only going to alleviate more issues because you need those other minors to kind of help with pain and inflammation and stress and anxiety, but you don't want to just be like, oh my God, I got cops here or something, like just paranoid all the time or being antisocial or whatever it is. That, you know, people and me personally find that, um, something that is like balanced is really nice because it's much more functional and Mm -hmm. it just kind of like addresses a lot more issues at the same time. Functionality. Yeah. And then from an extraction point of view, Mm -hmm. since you can isolate all these different Mm -hmm. compounds. Mm -hmm. So like in a short path distillation, you can pull off CBG. What is that? Short path distillation. uh, Distillation, you can, or distillate, you can take a raw crude, and then it, when it's been activated, de- after it's been activated, decarbed, which yeah. is basically just sticking sheets in an oven for a certain amount of time oh, wow. and then activating just it. Just a large industrial oven? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And then, it, then it'll be liquid because it's at temperature. Huh. And then you can run through all this glassware and it looks like a huge chemistry set, basically. And huh. with pump and a certain amount of pressure and, you know, very, very key factors being employed, mm-hmm. you can start pulling off incremental parts. Uh, out of that on, on a molecular basis, which mm-hmm. is very cool. So you're kind of picking the best qualities of certain strains. Yeah, you're separating them at that yeah. point. Like you can separate CBG, or you can separate um, CBD, or you can separate terpenes, or you can separate even THC, and you can get much more involved in the end product. And then you go through crystallization at the end, and then you turn it in that one compound into a white powder known as isolate. And then, then you've got like 
100% pure CBD white powder. White powder. Mm-hmm. And what is that put into for, for production? Uh, that's, that, that is what's used okay, in all of this stuff. Okay, yeah. the edible stuff. Okay. The yeah. heart-shaped edibles. And that's Ironically, why you can, you heart-shaped. Can, you can eat the edibles and you actually feel something as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. They've added in the, uh, that extra molecule, correct? Whoa, come on, my friend. I think you mentioned CBD, CBG. I don't think a lot of people know the difference between that. Yeah, and it's, it's not really easy to find newer, out. Though. like yeah. uh, uh, minor cannabinoids. Um, and the reason why there really hasn't been a big buzz around it is because until like just recently, I'm talking like the last couple of years, there were really no plants that produced enough of those miners to even really be extractable. Mm-hmm. So there's They're been a huge amount of minor uh, cannabinoids, minor cannabinoids. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's 400 and something known cannab- and we still don't even have. No an ident- shit. Yeah, I'm there's serious. tons. And you yeah. have all the weird different iterations of them, like THCV or CBDP or like, you no know, way. yeah. And the P is interesting because it, um, it's got uh, two extra carbon molecules when decarb and it, it's like. 20 times more potent in its effect on bonding with your CB1 receptors. So less so, is more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much less milligram, much higher effect. No way. Yeah, so like genetics are being refined and uh, sophisticated now to the point where there's going to be like this whole new tech boom just on the genetic side alone. Because like even though, yeah, like CBD is kind of like a buzzword for the last few years and people know about it now, there's been a lot of education. We are literally just scratching the surface right now. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Even scavenging YouTube, we don't find information that, that you're dispensing right now. And that's what I find so bizarre about Pharma's take on it, because I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. this person by name, uh, but he is one of the lead developers for Pharma in Michigan, which is a medical state, on working on developing synthetics. And he said that Pharma has zero interest in the botanical whatsoever, which to me is an incredibly short-sighted uh thing because we don't even understand this plant yet mm-hmm. and what, where the magic lies mm-hmm. in there for you. So for you to say that you're mm-hmm. absolutely not interested in the right. botanical when we know so little about it at this point right. and that, you know, and, and, and comments like, Oh, I doubt CBD is like a panacea. Like it just, you know, it's just great for everything, you know, like I'm sure that that's true because you're really not making it comprehensive at that point, you know, panacea. yeah. What is that? You know, just a cure all. Just a, you know, snake oil salesman, like, hey, this will cure everything from now to... Quackery. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Insanity. Mm-hmm. So this is the Purple Emperor. That yeah, this Hendrix. is... Okay. Go for it. Yeah. Right. Come on. Emperor's new groove. Yeah, and I got to say, that's the one I think I'm most excited to Me try too. today. Me too. Let's get a little more of a run there. Let's see if we can... Uh... Yeah, there we go. Right. Foul, foul burn right. It's been a while since we use these things. Usually I roll by hand, but... So 88's lower in overall cannabinoids, but it definitely yeah, has a really good terpene yeah. profile. It's above 10%, but the... What, yeah, what's uh, what was the 88 again? It was 10.3. Okay. 10.3% <clears throat> what? CBD? Yeah, like so total cannabinoids, but predominantly CBD. Mm-hmm. It had like 0.04% like, CBD or something. I think like I loved Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I love Pokemon cards. Like I love the baseball card mentality of like, 
Got to get. Well, hey, our flower shop collectible. should do collectible cards on each strain, and then it, it's got its like little profile. And... Dude, I would. I am all down for that. That'd be pretty cool. But in terms of running down through each strain in regards to that mentality, like what are the bullet points of what we're smoking right now? So we just did eighty eight, and then we did Purple Emperor second. Carl, how are you liking that Purple Emperor? I'm really liking it. It's a lot lighter, uh, but definitely already kind of feeling what he's talking about with the different effects from the. Is that a Chattahoochee vinyl? Uh, Vinyl Ranch? Ranch sure is. Come on. Shout out to Dave. Shout out to Dave uh, over at Vinyl Ranch making all things country and western. Oh, yes. Monetizing. Well, back to Ian's point earlier, you know, with Foreman not being interested. Yeah. To me, that automatically sounds like the whole scenario with Napster and CD. Imagine if the music industry would have adapted it from day one. Wow. They wouldn't have run into that whole decade of, you know, trying to bounce back. Um, yeah, and we'll see how it all adapts and evolves. But you know, it's a very exciting time because we're learning so much in such a short amount of time. Right, and then everybody's kind of pulled together to share this information. Mm. So there's not a whole lot of competition at the end of the day. It's all of us kind of working towards the same similar goal. Right, you know, to try to find, hey, how can we help people out? And then the most exciting thing is how can you customize it down to the flavor profile to what's in it? Yeah, wow. I feel like the uh, wow. The healthcare system is focusing so much on being, uh, you know, they treat the symptoms. They're not being preemptive. They're not trying to find ways to, you know, prevent something happening. If this helps, you know, if this can, you know, proven to stop cancer in its tracks, because this is still not technically FDA regulated. So we can't say that it is anti-anxiety or it cures. We cannot use the word cure, uh, but it can also, you can't even use the word treat. Really? Yeah. What are the words you can use? You can't imply any that it does a verb to your it, body. It might help with restlessness. Uh, right. You know, it's, it might be a sleep aid. You know, you can say certain things, sure. but it can't say it cures or is a, you know, uh, it helps those certain situations. Well, wow. Which is unfortunate. Um, I think there's a lot of wording and a lot of branding. A lot of the people who are getting into this industry are in it for a quick buck. They get in, they get out. And then there's a bunch of other companies that are just buying out companies, you know, the younger ones are the ones that are established, and they just take them off the market or take their IP, you know, from a genetic standpoint, uh, and just drop it. They don't let it come to fruition. They get rid of it. It's stupid. Um, huh. I'm kind of concerned that, you know, CBD, how, four years ago, four or five years ago, CBD tinctures, there were very few on the market. Now there's thousands. And they're wildly expensive. Right. And, and, and beyond just the price point, it's like some of them cost, you know, for two to 3,000 milligram, it's about a buck, up, it's like 200 bucks, $300. That's a lot of money. Don't spend that much money on a tincture anymore because they're <laughs> not spending that on their CBD anymore. Margins just so you insane. all know. <laughs> Yeah, don't the 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 gravy train is over. So you, what, what are, you, are you saying? The large margin on wholesale? I'm just saying, dude. Like the price of CBD isolate, like three years ago, three and a half, four years ago, was like upwards of like nine grand a kilo from a reputable lab, and then it went down to like about seventy five hundred, and then we saw a big drop, and it Crashed went like down Bitcoin. to like thirty two hundred. And now we're in like a straight up Bitcoin crash where like you can get bulk isolate from Oregon for like literally five to six hundred bucks a kilo. Holy shit. Is that just because of market saturation? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also because of like really big companies entering play and taking down like 12 million pounds of biomass at a time and having like full throughput systems. And they're like crashing out 500 kilos a day. It's the Walmart Walmart equation. They are basically just killing out the mom and pops. 
Yeah. Who Flying. are some of those companies that are doing that? I won't mention them by name. Okay, but they're fair. but they're definitely out there and they're certainly in Oregon predominantly. And yeah. they're going after the Walmart market. So like these uh, a couple of years ago, these huge fulfillment numbers started like coming in where it was like, we need like two thousand kilos of ISO a week. Whoa, and, there, sir. and there weren't really a whole any labs doing that. So mm. a few multi, multi, multi-million dollar investment groups like went in on some really big facilities. And then they were able to take down like massive crops in Oregon and just, you know, I mean, nobody can compete now. I mean, like on the biomass and for CBD and like the medical side of industrial hemp, it's like go big or go home now. And, um, you know, I've, I've even still had people like be like, hey, I'm interested and like, I kind of want to grow some. I'm like, grow for craft flower only. It's, it's your only market now because like the, the letters of intent on real vetted buyers in the industry start at a million pounds of biomass. It's 18 semi trucks of material. <laughs> yeah, that's where it starts. And for the brand, like at the, at the end of it, when you go to a shop, you have so many different types of products and brands and ultimately that leads to brand confusion. Unknowingly, the, the customer does not know that a lot of the stuff is sourced from the same buyer, the same seller. So they're all selling different brands, but it's the same exact product. Oh, and sure. how is there the differentiation? How do you prove what is what? And sure. in the beginning, also because it's FDA, you know, lack of FDA regulations to, for the most part, what you see is may not what you get. There might be stuff that has heavy metals in it. There's stuff like if you go to a gas station, when you could remember like when bath salts and K2, granted, this is polar opposite of, of what, what, you know, what we're doing. Uh, but for that to be sold and there's no guarantee, the COA, if you will, to show where the sourcing comes from, mm-hmm. the seed to table, the seed to shelf is mm-hmm. so important to us mm-hmm. and a lot of the companies that, you know, the smaller mom and pops, the boutiques, it might cost mm-hmm. a little bit more, but you are getting what you paid for, which is the safety and security, knowing that what you are smoking, what you're consuming mm-hmm. is exactly what is on the pack. And so like if you're out there and there's so much competition now and like speaking mm-hmm. to the customer confusion or the consumer confusion, yeah. they see all this stuff mm-hmm. on a shelf and they're like, I don't know what to buy. No, I don't no. know what's good, what's not. So anything that's got a QR code on it and has any amount of traceability on the label um, that, you know, if you can just use your phone to QR code and it'll take you to one of these online, that's what you're looking for because that means that each batch has undergone thorough testing and you know exactly what it is you're buying and you're not getting snake oil you're not, or, or you're not getting what you're paying for. And, um, you know, well, you mentioned to me the other day when we were eating those, we were, we were having steak, I think at, what was it? Oh, Urban Grub. Urban yeah. Grub. And you're telling me you went to a gas station, a liquor store that had them for sale in random Ziploc baggies. Oh, you mean flour? Yeah. Yeah. And I could tell that it was just like outdoor biomass trash. And it was just. That's my favorite Norwegian metal bed. <laughs> <laughs> So that painted lady is not so bad. Good God. Out of the painted lady 88 and purple emperor, what do you like the most thus far? Purple emperor. You like the purple emperor? I do. Emperor? I can't wait to try that Apollo. He keeps telling me about it. Whoa, man. So like on the purple emperor and the state compliance test, it's 8.975 CBD. But you got to keep in mind, though, CBDA is at 10.11. Which means when you combine those two things, since the A is non-active, it's like... What does non-active do on the body then? 
Well, once it's once it's extracted and once it's decarboxylated, then the CBDA in the in this flower is activated. You're instantly activating it by smoking it. So all that ten point whatever percent that's non-active, you just made active on top of what it already. So had. they're telling you about eight point nine, but mm-hmm. there's ten point one or whatever it is that they're not of telling CBDA you about. of the acidic non decarb non Does that essentially put it at an eighteen nineteen percent? Mm-hmm. But they can't advertise it as such. Oh, they can. It's just, but that's the accurate portrayal. It's just, you know, knowing that you got to light it or you have to add a, add heat to activate it is, uh, which is which is why the the, yeah. the federal government is so stringent on the zero point three percent THC. Why is that? Um, because delta nine is zero point three. You're you can have THCA. Up into like the two point three, you know, ranges. It's it's fairly high, but because it's a, then when it's decarbed or smoked, it's activated, and so then it actually has like a decent amount of actual like base THC in it. It may not be delta nine, but it's still THC. It's still THC. It's still THC. And you have the uh, uh, entourage effect of everything playing off of each other, from the terpenes to the different cannabinoids that are in the plant. And depending on, you know, the interaction of the different types you have leads to certain effects. Scientifically, it's still hard to gauge, you know, and every person is different. You know, what if I were to smoke or eat, you know, eat Delta 9 or any of the Delta stuff, THC for me, um, I I used to smoke and then it started to cause, uh, I started to get anxiety or just kind of, you know, I got too much in my head. You consumed. THC all the time. Right. Like, so when I went in California, when I turned 18, I could legally vote. I could also smoke a joint Come while on. doing that. Come on back. Pretty cool. Welcome yeah. to America. Yeah. And you can California's, die for your country. You can smoke a joint for yeah. your country too. California. Yeah. yeah. Damn right. But I can't have a beer. That's so weird. It's a little me. strange if you ask me. It is. They should both be regulated the same. I mean, and, and just. Isn't that just, a little just absolutely it insane? The prohibition needs to end, man. There it's is like, no receptor for Bud Light in your body. <laughs> I have B- no B- Bud Light. one Yeah, B- I have yeah. one oh, receptor. Dude. I have 0% <laughs> of that. Wow. It's so funny. Bud, Bud has the greatest form of branding. It's like, you already have Bud in it. Yeah. And Bud Light, it's like, I'm smoking no dweeds. It's yeah. like without the THC in it. That's amazing. I love the new packaging on the Bud Light where it's like, we're so simple and pure. Rice? Water? Corn? Yeah. Rice. You know, and it's like, <laughs> wow, killing it. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Mm, tastes, <laughs> tastes like, yeah. And it has the American Eagle on it. Yeah. But it's like, tastes like freedom. Yeah. I can just see like some farmer in Ohio just like taking down vast swaths of corn and yeah. some huge combine. Goddamn right. America! Yeah. You know, and turning this all into America's favorite beverage, baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh, we were in Iowa last week, man, and they have bush light cans that have corn cobs painted on them. Yeah. Only for sale in Iowa. Perfect. Can't buy them anywhere else. That is amazing. How insane is that? The beer thing's real. The branding, branding is, is branding real. Branding is incredible. Do you ever see a mass incorporation of CBD product, CBD-focused product, and CBG-focused product um, at scale like beer does? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're working on something. We're, we're, we're yeah. definitely going to be getting into the space. The alternative beverage market and even just outside edibles and and finding other ways to do it. Some people, you know, the older demographic doesn't really like smoking, you know, or people who can't, and you, yeah. you know, might be asthmatic, you might not enjoy smoking it. But you have edibles, you can take it in pill form. 
there's like the Claritin pills that you put under your tongue and they they yeah. melt in your mouth. There's Similar ointment, concept. there's, there's lip balm. Yeah, absolutely. There's different ways. And I mean, your yeah. skin is the biggest organ in your body. And, you know, yeah. that's why transdermal patches out. or the creams and the salves and stuff that you're using, there's a lot of, I mean, there's multiple ways to consume or, or get the product into your system. But when you smoke it, you're getting that. It's right then and there. It's immediate. It's going straight to your blood via your lungs. Whereas when you digest it, it takes hours at a time. Some people, you know, have a quicker metabolism. And that's why when my mom accidentally ate an entire bar of chocolates in the freezer that were weed chocolates, Fuck yeah. she was high for like two days. Yeah, sure. Sorry, mom. Sure. Sorry. High school was fun. I'm sure she learned something from it, though. <laughs> but, but yeah, it all comes down to bioavailability now. Um, We're so, in no shortage of that, though, right? Well, no, and, and and I'm not. I won't bore anybody with like the technical nuances of laboratory. But I'm just saying Please that they're do. processing new technologies to make this mm. stuff far more bioavailable, even when taken orally. Um, and so that's really what it comes down to: is you know, not only bang for your buck. And uh, but also ease of use and and making sure that the potency is there. So that's a whole another area of technology that's being developed on the bioavailability, the encapsulation and bioavailability side. So water soluble is going to be the new term, and it's been used. It's being used in products, but that's going to be much. It's much more effective. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nano particulate than comes down to different smaller, like down to like 0.1, 0.2 micron, like almost like molecular. Articulate, so it, you can't even sense it's it. It's just instantly absorb, <laughs> absorbing, you know. Well, so like a sublingual or something. Like you don't the, see tinctures are almost kind of like about to become obsolete because, like, first of all, it, there's a lot of confusion in using them. Like, I don't know how much to take, and right. like, you know, do I take half or do I take a whole? Or do like, and then there's like a certain amount of trial and error to it. Right. But then also, you know, yes, sublingually, you're going to absorb a certain amount in your body, but and then, then you're going to swallow the rest of it. And then that's world. this is the least effective for bioavailability. But say you just had like a sublingual, like a little just like instantly dissolving, like this little lozenge yeah, that right. you just put, you know, in your mouth and it just dissolves and instantly absorbs. Right. Like you, you don't have to use nearly as much milligram at that point. So you get a whole lot more bang for your buck and you get a much, much faster reaction. So Come absolutely. on, man. The next one we have is Suver Haze. And this was the this biomass smells like blue killer this smells like of last year. Cheese. This is a this smells like, like, cheese, like cheese skunk, like blue mm-hmm. cheese. Almost. What was it last year that it was? It was just like the highest potency biomass production plant being grown last year. It was like, you know, uh, average, average, I've ever average tests were like 16, 16.8% CBD. It's extremely skunky, very, very strong odor. Um, you don't have those, you know, citrus notes and stuff. It's just, it's just got that ganja aroma, like very high pining. You right. know. A lot of pine in this one. Pine a lot of yeah. pine, sir. Wow. 21.53% CBD. No, like this would be, uh, when, when all said and done, it, it, it'd be like 16.8. You know, if grown indoor, though, you can push this, that, that particular strain to like 18 and the higher percent. 18%. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, suvers, even with flour that came out of the field um, that weren't grown in greenhouse or indoor, tastes just like a, we're a really still yeah. desirable and really good stuff. But from an extraction perspective, um, that was a really awesome plant. So, you saw a lot of suver uh, being grown here in Tennessee and a lot of states just be- from a production aspect. Is there a preference to grow in the Pac Northwest? 
uh, geographically speaking over here more in the in, in what is Tennessee where we have you know consistent four seasons well like you look at Oregon land. and so the Willamette Valley is basically like the Napa Valley of growing in Oregon because it's a huge valley basin so sure. it's like incredibly fertile right. and really good sun and really good water because it's all coming from up mountain and stuff but there's not much of it why is that because it's just a valley. It's only as big as it is. And right. there's just not a lot of Willamette Valley. If the whole state was Willamette Valley, then that would be incredible. But that's kind of where Tennessee is amazing as a production state because we're a subtropic climate and there's tons of arable land here. I mean, you know, close to really good water sources and fertile ground and really good humidity and like the kinds of conditions that the plant likes. Um, yeah, we've had our drought years, but typically you get really good rain here. And, you know, uh, it's just a really good place from a production standpoint of employing a lot of acres. Is there already a lot of acres employed for production? <laughs> it was last uh, year until the biomass market and CBD market just like basically Bitcoin crashed. And What like, made it crash, do you think? Was it those big participants coming in? It was, letters of intent. At it, these it, it, was like the per, it was like a perfect storm. Yeah. Almost. Really? No yeah. shit. What, what was it? Uh, it was just that, That's yeah, insane. there was at the same time as there was a, um, sorry, you got to it. At the same time that there was like a lot of interest coming into the industry um, and, you know, new farms wanted to start growing and there was some companies that had set up in the region that had very aggressive and lofty goals. And so they wanted to do buyback programs where like issuance of genetics and you grow up to, up to a certain amount of acreage that will give you a very specific points, dollar per points um, on that crop and a buyback program. And so there was like lots of contracts that went out there to that effect. And like farmers are going like, this is a real industry. This is like soybeans. I know who my buyer is and I'm in contract mm. and I know what I'm going to be making at the end of the year. That's awesome. Right. And right. then when say a lab doesn't get set up in time okay, or very, some very specific key elements happen. Right. Yep. And right. then all of a sudden all those contracts come to term and yeah. there's no way to, to really do anything with you them. You can't do nothing. Then the farmers were like limited to, finding outside buyers that they hadn't even prepared to do that at that point. We're like, well, I don't know anything about this industry. I don't know who's buying at this point. I better find someone who does. And, you know, there was auctions that happened. Unfortunately, man, I mean, I saw some farmers crying, dude, because there was just not a single bid on their crop or anything. And, and so there's, there's, a, there's also a lot of farmers who didn't know how to grow this properly as well. A lot of the stuff that was coming through was pretty there was a really? lot, yeah. but but biomass, depending you know, smokable flour such as this, drastically different. I mean, this is most of this is outdoor, correct, or is this all indoor? I think the Vermont was a mix of greenhouse and outdoor. Okay, um, but Jeremy's uh, is all light deprivation greenhouse and industrial hemp. A lot of it. Right. We're going to see industrial uses usages. Um, you know, clothing is going to be a huge thing. Bioplastics. I'm really hoping for that. The single use plastics. Was. And, the and, and there's freaking constitutions are, written on hemp. Yeah, so, right. Like, but through lobbying and, and wonderful government intervention, and you know, let's not to say Harry Anslinger and the, uh, uh -huh. the tobacco industry, the alcohol industry, the synthetic oil industry, the cotton industry, all back in the 30s. I think it was 37, 36, 37. 
Then you have uh, reefer madness, propaganda oh. to say that, hey, if you smoke marijuana, you're going to kill your, your wife with an axe. It's a badass movie poster for what it's it looks, worth. It looks cool. The history the history's there, but it definitely, but I don't know, believe similar ET, to alcohol prohibition, it was like, why, why, why was that set in place? Come on. You know, why did it have to be made illegal? Come on. Well, and, if it was good enough for all the World War II uniforms... Like no why? Way. Why was it okay for the war effort, but then wasn't okay after that? And then you had people like William Randall Hearst, who owned the newspaper industry. He was a terrible man. He was an awful. He, was he really. Guy. He yeah. was a real he, slouch he, of a man. Yeah, he was terrible. with his gold pool and everything. And his pigs. You hear about his pigs? I don't know, dude. That guy sucks. Yeah, guy. Well, he did. Yeah. Good thing. No. Longer. But so trees take a certain amount of time to grow, right? Last but if, you're, if you are a paper, a newspaper company. Well, you want to supply your own paper, which means that you own all the paper producing plants. Come on. And then so if you find out that hemp grows in eight weeks and is far more efficient for paper production than trees, well, donate all your tree uh, paper processing plants are probably about to go out of business. So it's purely Hmm. uh, lobbying legislation to preserve his margin and his profit potential out of the companies he owned. And that is capitalism in in fine fashion. You know, protect your assets. He played Monopoly pretty well, I guess. You know, he he passed go and collected 200 bucks. There's definitely like a hot potato effect of like, of maintaining the, like this, um, this forced sobriety from the public of being Mm -hmm. able to legally and and knowledgeably consume CBD, CBG, THC, and other related products. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it seems like now, now that we have Google and now we have the ability to get smarter and that we're a relatively curious nation, it's, it, the back is breaking. It right? is. Right? It is. And it seems like it, the floodgates are about to let loose. Knowledge is power. And the more people educate themselves, you know, and the accessibility to this knowledge, you know, you're educating the misinformed and uninformed for a new generation of knowledge and intellect and just aware of being aware. Come on. And being able to gauge for your own self if this product is what you think it is. It's beautiful. And if, you know, and the opportunity to create an industry. This is going to create so many new jobs from, Two the, million. from the farmers to the, you know, the, the the housewives that want to sell a product, Mary mm-hmm. Kay, or you could sell you could sell weed. One question Which, you, you 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 mentioned a second ago that brought up a question in my mind is when when I eat THC, my liver is going to process it. It's going to give me a couple different chemicals in my brain that are a little bit different, a little bit more psychoactive than when I smoke it. Right? Does the same thing happen with CBD, etc., CBG products? Yeah, they all kind of have like a different effect. Um, yeah. One, you know, or CBN or CBC, even for that matter. Oh, shit. Like, Are we trying any of those today? Actually, uh, yeah, that's what's really kind of cool about the Davis Farms genetics is uh, non typically there is CBC. It's a very low amount. But there are CBC and CBN mm-hmm. in the uh, in his uh, varieties in the paint, uh, purple emperor, especially. Wow! You'll see dozens of uh, they're already out there, but CBN is basically the the sleep aid. Yeah, yeah. Some you would know. attribute more to sleep, or CBN. some would uh, attribute more to anxiety or pain relief. Um, like CBG is really, really good for inflammation, pain management. If a product is, or if a strain rather is, is CBG. Uh, why is it not CBD? Why is it not CBN? Why is it not CBDA? Uh, well, the acid, again, is just because it's non-activated. So just consider uh, it's CBD, anything that's the A version of it. But, uh, you know, CBD was, until the Stanley Brothers and Charlotte's Web, a not really... What is that? Charlotte's Web was like the first CBD product and and um and the the first strain that was grown to be high CBD. Mm. 
And so the Stanley brothers did a TED Talks. This was like maybe like five years ago. And they spoke towards why they wanted to make that more important in the industry. And Charlotte was an epileptic child that had cluster seizures. Like I'm talking like many, many, many a day. Wow. And, and so they were really the first ones that on an alternative clinical standpoint started administering higher and higher doses of CBD. Right. And she went from like hundreds of mini seizures a day right. down to like maybe two or three a week. And so like right. for a kid like that, that's like giving her her life back because yeah. she was in a constant state of seizure, like no breaks, constant. And so for a little girl to have treatment like that, you know, was unbelievable. Do you know so, how they gave it to her? Hmm? Was it ingested? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it was very high, so. yeah, super high potency. Very high of, potency. Uh, of, yeah, of a and then there was the roll-ons, and that's when they started like doing the um, uh, uh, transdermal and you know fast absorption. Like you see those videos of someone going to a full-blown violent seizure, and they've got that roll-on for the bottom of a foot, and it's mm. extremely high potency and, and fast acting and fast absorbing, and you can roll it on the foot, and then you just like watch the seizure dissipate and go away like no over way. the course of like a couple minutes or like so. turning down the knob of like, it i'm talking like biting your tongue shaking to like okay you're quieting down now and now you're okay pretty wild it grows from the earth it does it's supposed it to yeah we're yeah. supposed to most likely ingest as much of it yeah because we can't Absolutely. what do we have here this is berry blossom and this one oh come on this one has almost kind of like a like a green tea Maybe a little bit of lavender thrown in there. I'm, I'm smelling. It's kind of like Tivana in here. Yeah, there we go. Getting When's all Oprah the getting a strain? When Oprah gets a strain, the world's going to change. And you <laughs> know it's coming. She probably already does. It's just not this, smells like, <laughs> this literally smells like candy, man. Yeah. Very it smells like Big OPMG. League Chew. It's like a, smoke, it's like a smokable Captain Crunch. You know? That was my favorite cereal. <laughs> did, did it ever bite the roof of your mouth? All the time. See, like, It just ripped up the, the top of my, my the mouth. The first time I ever Captain cursed Crunch. in front of my mom was when I... Ate it down on what what was not the crunch berry, mm. but was the other counterpart. Yeah. And it got me right in that back. And I said, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was right before school. And my mom doesn't give a shit, but I remember I think I was seven or eight. Wow. It was a tough time. See, I feel like yeah. like child child torture is like eating eating a whole bowl of of cat and crunch and then putting like ten to fifteen warheads in your mouth. <laughs> and just ima- imagine that acid bath in your mouth just eating away at your teeth. It's like taking a You're, cheese grater to the top oh of your mouth and then God. pouring salt on it. <laughs> oh, he's almost got it. Yeah. Light one up, decarbing, baby, go. Decarbing. My God. Decarb. <laughs> it's the newest band at Bonnaroo. That would be a good band name. <laughs> Decarbed. Decarbed. That'll be the cause of country CBD. Yeah. Decarb. Do you want to chill out? Do you need to decarb? <laughs> Come take a seat. With the cosmic country, <laughs> it's gonna be cool coming coming down the down down the way when when you can say you're not you're not just listening to cosmic country you are at cosmic country. Oh wow! It's, it's not just it's not just a sound or or a, you know it's a place it's a place that you can go to mentally and physically. Whoa! It's gonna be pretty cool. I've always been so jealous of uh, Wheaties and athletes that can kind of be on Super? associated uh, with a thing it. that you can take. Right. I remember when I was. Very young, six, yeah, seven, eight years very, old. Yeah. Oh, it's I, berry blossom? Yeah. That's, that's nice. what we're smoking right now. Yeah, I like berry that berry blossom. blossom. It's got a little thick taste. 
But that's where brand yeah. that's where brand endorsements or the brand collaborations. That's where know? it happens, and you kind of start getting this superhero effect. Like, what 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 can I ingest that makes me more like them? Yeah, Prometheus isn't going to do shit for you. That's nice. That comes from all the way from Vermont. Yeah. The thing is, though, if you can if you can attach a CBD strain to what you do, that's a crazy beautiful thing. It is. It's a new. It's a new thing. Granted, you know. Are the last thing we want this to be? Hopefully, it's not. I mean, marijuana, (laughs) cannabis culture has been around forever, you know, but it's only come to light in a, uh, I don't know, commercial standpoint, and probably the last, realistically, last 10, 15 years on a market, you know, being able to buy it at a shop. Um, The last thing you were out involved in LA out west, right, in other markets as well. In cannabis facilities, not working at them professionally, but having friends who. Oh, I had tons of friends. Yeah. Up north, up in California and yeah, Emerald Triangle and, you know, Humboldt County up north. And then a a bunch of friends worked at, uh, at, uh, at at marijuana lounges, cannabis shops down in, in like Venice Beach, Santa Monica area. Yeah. And there were a bunch, like we would, uh, a group of my friends, when we all got our medical card, when we turned 18, we called it like Christmas, Christmas in the summertime. We would drive around in every single different clinic or shop you went to. Yeah. You signed up and you got a freebie. You got a free edible. You got a free drink. Here's a free joint. Here's a free pre-roll. Come on. And we, I think we went over to like 70 or 80 of them in a day. Yeah. And we just get home at the end of the night. It's like Halloween for adults. You're just, you just like open up the bag and all the kids are fighting for what candy they want. And everyone's just like, I, I don't really remember anything after that for like about a month. Holy shit. It was, right. it was a great time. It was bliss. It was true bliss. Um, they're not doing Halloween this year. They're not letting kids go out and trick or treat. They're advising. They're advising, but they're probably going to. I mean, you know, entrepreneurial free. Like kids are gonna, kids are gonna double or triple their their take. Yeah, the ballsier kids. And and yeah. a lot of people are probably just gonna put the candy out. Oh, so that's where you, that's where you drive <laughs> around. <laughs> wow, there you go. You gotta play that up. Yes. I don't want to see you walking around dressed as Stone Cold Steve Austin, yawn, stealing people's <laughs> double bubble. Some ten-year-olds like dressed like a ghost with a fanny pack and like four extra like pillowcases in there. You know? <laughs> so strong, you can't yeah. even. I'll just go as the young, the young John Denver. Oh wow, you do have the John Denver smile. John Denver was it, man. He really he wrote some of the best. That'd be a great songs. strain name, John Denver smile. Oh, sunshine oh, wow. on my shoulder. <laughs> oh wow yeah come on i feel this one that was uh um, which one's that this was the hawaiian haze oh yeah, yeah I've that one, one uh, i like the i like the terpene profile in the hawaiian haze a little bit That's better than sewer, Sorry, no, we're still on the berry. it's just not as potent we're as still on the berry. so when you're mentioning i like the terpene profile after smoking it that's like that's right up on on par with somebody who's a wine aficionado which like you very much show are in anything that's obviously you can grow it and smoke it so it's like what is what are you looking for to say I like that terpene profile? Is it a taste? Totally. It's a taste. Not only a taste, but an aroma too. You know. It's just that dispensary effect, you know, classically, let's call it, you know, the first golden years of Colorado, and like everybody's got just killer on the shelf, and you're just like, ooh, ah. Ooh, this one tastes like tangerine. And like, you know, like and <laughs> looks like it too, you know. It's yeah. just uh, it's, you know, there, there definitely is more to just smoking it for sure. And from an aromatherapy perspective, I don't know, dude, smelling really good flower just makes me feel relaxed. Well, well the terpenes, of course it should. why not? Why not? I mean, getting into to candles and soaps and mm-hmm. ways to aromatically accentuate what you are consuming. It's, it's the, you know, when you go into a, Daniel, when you go into a studio, 
Come on. Do you, what do you care about most? Is it the gear list? Is it the people you're working with? Is it the aesthetics, the environment, the vibe? You know, if you were in a room that was just bare walled with all the best gear, or do you want a place that has, still has really good gear, but the vibe is there? It just lets you, you know, environmentally, aesthetically. Maybe they light some candles. They light, they light some incense. Like I'm a vibe a, man. You're a vibe guy. I'm a vibe man. I really am. I always have been a vibe guy. Even since before I knew what vibe was, I've always been a vibe guy. It's because you got soul. It very well might be. <laughs> it's probably why I've always liked smoking cannabis, and I never really loved drinking. There's an innate vibe to cannabis that allows you to just highlight your life in a fantastic way. Mm-hmm. It is the ultimate vibe enhancer. And like, if you're going to sit down to paint for four hours. I'm not getting, I'm not Bukowski. Yeah, no, yeah. Not. It's like, oh, do you want a white Russian or do you want to smoke a J? You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you purposely bringing in the dude? I am. <laughs> I am evoking the dude right now. Well, Jan certainly has the carpets to tie this room together. I appreciate that. Let's roll Jan up in it. I look down. I look down a lot, so I have to. I have to be able to. I, I want to look at something colorful while I'm walking around. I look down a lot. I look down a lot. I'm a tall boy. It is. It is. Vegas figured that out. Actually, in in in, in psychologically. Uh, the reason why they make the uh, the the carpets much on, on a psychedelic scale, they look ornate, you know, very vibrant, very colorful because it stimulates you and it activates the part of the brain to help keep you awake. They also flood the room with oxygen. So you're not only getting the visuals, you're also feeling more awake. You're getting that high almost and it makes you want to, makes you feel aware. You're ready to gamble. No, no, there's no windows. You can't see outside. No so you have no, no idea no, of what no. concept yeah. of time and it goes towards a thing called kairos, if I'm not mistaken, where it's it's the lack of time, the lack thereof. You lose. It's like when you pick up a guitar and three hours go by in five minutes. My parents met while working at a casino. My dad was a blackjack and poker dealer, and we talk very talks very fondly about how because he works in an office a lot of the time now. My dad hustles. We work from like six thirty in the morning to like eight at night. And he talks about how the fact of being in a casino all those years, all those hours had a crazy effect on his on time and space and sure. how he can get into the flow zone. And he remembers just dealing cards, not even knowing what his hands were doing. So, man, I bet you can get to that state of flow induced by all those subconscious elements. Yeah. That's wild. He must have had those nights where it's like you start and then like, oh, my God, my shift is up. Oh, wow. shit. <laughs> he worked in Atlantic City. He worked at Whoa. Caesars. He worked at Trump. He worked... Um, Man, he worked at, at the castle. Uh, he worked, I think, at three or four different places. So he knows all the tricks. He really does. Yeah, yeah man. He's the man. Yeah, He doesn't know anything about CBD either. Is he, and is he introduced he, me to weed. Nice. Yeah, yeah. THC-based well, cannabis. Do, do you have, have you ever smoked with your dad? Oh, all the time. Fantastic. Probably on a daily basis. Is he a joint man? Is he a, is he a, do you have a, do you have a well, pipe? Do you have like the family bong? Family gong? Family bong? Hey, so I... I'm not the biggest bong guy. I'm more of like, um, I'm an efficient infuser of highness into my life. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I like to consume before I go for exercise early in the morning. And then I like to consume after I'm done with all business affairs for the day. And I get to be creative. What do you think of uh, vape like, cartridges? I don't like what they do to your lungs. That scares me. Now, I'd like to hear your take on that shit. Because I see you vaping doing that all the time. You're so clearly knowledgeable. Um, what, <laughs> Maybe just like stupid on that level. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, you see those weird, and this is me not trusting Facebook for literally anything. 
Um, but you see those crazy X-ray photos, right? Of these kids with these like these oh, lungs. Oh, the, pop, the popcorn lung, and and they're getting welders lungs. So that's like Jesus from, Christ! That's from, I don't want welders anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a good thing. So um, when uh, when the vape scene and like especially tricks and like doing, do you blow clouds, bro? Yeah. Culture, right. you know, like and yeah. and they were doing direct inhale and just. <laughs> You know, yeah. just you look like a train going down the rail, you know, but uh, <laughs> but, you know, when when you do take nicotine and, and maybe even develop an addiction for it, you're probably hitting that a few thousand times a day and blowing out these like huge volumeless clouds, you know. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I went I that route for a little while. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have your coils that you can mod yourself. I don't know about the solder points. And there's like lots of things inherently in there. You're kind of like, eh, you might be getting a little more than babe juice. But uh, like yeah. you're getting lithium and you're probably well, yeah, you're getting cadmium, you're getting silver, you're getting the metals that are oxidizing. They are vaporizing mm-hmm. the metal. And those ones that you can mod to change the temperatures, a lot of those metals aren't meant to get to that temperature. And they're probably made shittily they're Mm -hmm. not made well you're getting it from a source you don't know where probably china or a country where they have no regard for you know slapping the label in california this might cause cancer if consumed or if inhaled they're not focused on that they're about the bottom bottom line bottom dollar what's how much can we make yeah and so they're putting these in because there's no research i mean do cigarettes cause cancer for years and years, the lobbyists said that it doesn't, but they have data showing, you know, over decades of smoking cigarettes, what it can do to a person's lungs and their body over time. This is technology similar to social media that's only been around for, what, 10, 15 years at most? We are entering a new era, a new age without the data. We are right. basically the test subjects. We'll have the data. We will. We'll have it, yeah. We will. But, you know, companies like, you know, say a Views or a Jewel, um, they are big enough to where they have a lot more to lose, um, that they're going to find a standardization on something that is low risk and they're not going to get slapped with some massive class action lawsuit. So it's almost like on the vape side, I have more trust for like a Jewel than I certainly would, you know, going and like having somebody make me a Clapton coil, you know, a Clapton mod. coil. Yeah, it's like the Holy you shit. make it yourself and wire and you know mm-hmm. technology, which means solder points and who knows. But but these in particular though caused a lot of concern. They were saying that like you know people were getting sick off of them mm-hmm. because of the contents inside of it, which was horseshit. Why is that? Uh, it, it was it was because it's made in China and it's cheap technology. Oh, and there are really bad solder points mm-hmm. or oh. metallic elements in the cartridge itself. And that, vitamin E. There was vitamin E yeah, found they were adding, in the base. They were adding vitamin E, which is great for the skin, not good for the lungs. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. So people were getting stuff that, yeah, wasn't sourced. Wow. Note gave two shits. And well, they're buying it illegally. So granted, buying it illegally on the black market, you don't know. You have to go and say, trust me. Hey, hey smoke yeah. this. Trust me. I've, we, I've got the product. Man, think of how much of our behaviors and what we consume in our body is as, as like people don't think twice about. Mm. But I know what this is. This is lab pure. That's domain. American made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is made in Tennessee. I went to the lab, walked through it myself. Yeah. Watch them make this. You watched them make the cartridge. Yeah, I watched. Right uh, yeah, I was. I watched it in the flask. I'll show you a picture. It's just you know water clear, delta eight distillate. Um, but it's like thick, like honey. It's like really thick and uh, mm. and sticky. This one is Hawaiian haze. 
Okay. This is going to be the next one. Give that a smell. Okay. So it's what? a little similar on the on the on the, the blossom, the berry blossom, but it's it's nice just from the smell. It's wow. That's wow. That smells insane. Yeah, me too. It's got a little bit. Of, there's a little bit of citrusiness into it. I can smell that. How would you classify this? Terpenes going on in here, huh? What kind of terpenes are those? For this, I would say for me, definitely a lot of sweet citrus, definitely more on the sweeter side. That's typically what I gravitate towards. Yeah, oh, it's it's like a rose. A rose. It has a little bit of a rosy. So not earthy. Like, not like the ganja. A, a very flowery. And Rose, this is rosanine? The whole lot <laughs> <taste>. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> Does that not smell like a rose? Like what you would think of burned a rose candle? Yeah, that's nice. With the pineapple. Mm. We're, yeah. doing a, we're doing a Cosmic Country candle. It's got rose in it all day. I love the scent it's of like rose. It's like rose water. water. Like not yeah. like a strong like or like maybe the, the after of like a rose petal. But yeah. that's like. You can reach out to Eric Johnson and see if he'll do a can- desert rose. Desert rose. That's a like great guitar nerd uh, <laughs> inclusion. That really is. That's That album is. That's well, a great record. That defined guitar. Clean, like granted, clean guitar. Clean play. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. the cleanest G three guitar player. Man, you're getting a G three. Holy shit! That ever, that ever, that ever came out. Yeah, it's, it's like all right. Put it, put a metal head, and tell him to play those riffs as clean as Eric Johnson. Can't do it. You know Eric Johnson's getting high. There's no way you can't be high making up those ideas with that guitar. He always had this little kind of like. Light yeah. smile when you see him. He's just, I'm like, oh, he's probably high. Do you That's believe cool. in the high smile? Because people oh, yeah. say I'm high all the time. Because yeah. <laughs> you're just jolly. Because I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to be induced to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you also did. I was just say you smoke with your dad every day. So there's probably a pretty yeah. high. Like, I'll tell you, man. Maybe it's that. genetic. <laughs> maybe maybe it's it's passed on the gene the, the the high the high smile gene. The end of our days, my dad and I get into it deep. We'll go three hours. Dinner just sitting on the table. It's like, man, we're just talking about the most esoteric father-son ideas stoned out of our minds. <laughs> and it's great. It's really refreshing. That's amazing. Ooh. Ooh. What was that again? That one is the Hawaiian haze. Hawaiian haze. Come on. <clears throat> Ooh, cherry wine smells really good. T2 probably has. Holy shit. We won't have to smoke this one today. Cherry. We'll probably get to it. Well, I want to try to find the more more out there flavor that's profiles. More earth, that's more of a that is very T2 earthy. is a like heavy indica, and yeah. it's a very short and stumpy plant. And when it's in full bloom, it is extremely smelly. I mean, you can smell it from a mile away. But as far as its flavor, um, mm. it's just too much dirt for me. Typically, okay. from what I remember of it, yeah. um, that there's not a lot of fruit notes going on. That it's just very, very like he said, earthy. And is, is T2, yeah. T2 a playoff or the next genetic variation of T1? Yes. Which so. was AKA also called something else that would turn most people off. So we're just like, <laughs> we'll just leave it at T1 like the Terminator. Well, what, what, what was Ian? For the, yeah, what the, was it called? Yeah, enlighten me. At least here, everybody was calling that strain Trump. That's so funny. And, then, and then there was a cross <laughs> of Trump with, uh, what was it? I think it was Sweeten and Trump was called Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Holy shit! He didn't. He just called her horse face. He called her horse face. Wow, oh. wow, man, that is real. I think Trump would be all right with the CBD. 
I think he is, man. I mean, it's he's a businessman. He's before a businessman. If, if that if that were the case, and he's all about you know entrepreneurial spirit and new markets, yeah. Um, honest question: When do you think when do you think it will be made legal federally, marijuana and, and all encompassing? I'm going to base this entirely off everything that I've heard with Ian, right? And so two to three years, right? That's what I think. Yeah. Because some key things are happening, like the IRS just made a whole new bracket for the cannabis industry. So that's like different tax regulations. Telling. Wow, come on. And then when I talk to, you know, colleagues, they think it's because of mostly the hemp industry, but also cannabis is a really big market too. And the number one uh, complication and problem typically has been banking. Um, that banks and the SBA don't allow um, banking accounts for cannabis companies. So That's so silly. Yeah, so no loans. So you don't get any of the banking services. You don't get any merchant services, no loans, no, you know, uh, uh, interest assets or just, you know, just a lot of, a lot of things uh, you just can't do. Um, so, you know, for most hemp companies, not even an MJ company to get a bank account is difficult let alone how are they going to process their orders through a store. And um, so, you know, Tennessee being, you know, not California, Colorado, um, you know, are still plagued by those issues Um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, for even a mid-sized regional bank, it's extremely difficult for the SBA to approve you for an account. You either have to be like grandfathered in or go through a small boutique bank that doesn't have nearly as much SBA. Is that what you've oversight. done in your previous endeavors? Hmm? Is that what you did in your previous endeavors? I, I, I'm not going to say which bank it sure, is sure, because sure. Yeah, like yeah. they told us not to Thought, advertise yeah. this. But yeah, it was a, it was a very well-established regional mid-sized bank that a long time ago, a few years ago, uh, like four, um, allowed the bank account. And then it then SBA actions happened, but we were already a previously existing client, and we're doing pretty well. So they like kind of held us as like, okay, well, this is a standard of like a company that does make money, and they're doing it the right way, and this is kind of what we can do our standardization off of is a company like this, and so they allowed uh, that business to to keep banking with them. But merchant services was a pain, uh, regardless, because. Uh, it's not up to a bank. It's up to Visa and MasterCard. And they currently are not okay with it. Sure. Because, you know, all your federal, uh, what is it, the FTAC? Uh, is this yeah. why we're largely a cash-driven business? It, it, it can be unless you go through what has been like predatory uh, companies that will allow immersion services or like be a conduit and a portal for that, but just at extremely high interest rates. Like some of them were charging seven all the way up to like 11% on a purchase. Stealing. Was Same. going to them. Stealing. Yeah. It's stealing. It's, it's, considered, it's, stealing. it's considered a high risk business and hemp is thrown into the same realm as cannabis, despite it, it being federally legal to sell. And, and this, is a, this is a buyer who obviously is off the mainstream, is wanting to educate themselves on what they're ingesting with their body to help their psyche and their physical uh, interfacing with life. And to be punished with that at an interest rate of 7-11%, that's absurd to do. Mm-hmm. That is absurd to the person who doesn't know what they're doing and they're underage buying 24 packs of Bud Light like we used to, charge no interest. That's insanity, man. But there, fortunately, there have been like a, a couple companies, like the your swipe type um, mm-hmm. companies that have allowed or 
to do merchant services for the hemp industry, which helps a lot. Mm. They are a higher interest rate, but not by much. Mm. And, you know, so they're really doing the industry a huge service um, to allow classic banking and transactional types of things to happen. Whereas normally it would be like, there's the ATM, go take money out of it, and then we'll do it this way, you know? Because otherwise, what's the alternative? But that would make things incredibly difficult for direct-to-consumer. You know, DTC would be non-existent at that point. Mm-hmm. And, but it's for these reasons that co- huge companies like Amazon won't carry CBD products. Do you think the COVID-19 initial boom that we were in and now we're, we're kind of, we seem to be going to um, a different shade of glasses in regards to how it's affecting our operations as a society and economically speaking, do you think that's going to allow these companies kind of force them to Start going and allowing yeah, and I think that that's why we're seeing real tangible action happen for, by the IRS to start yeah. setting up because yeah. COVID-19 sucked for everything. It of was awful. Um, I love that beer. It was called Fuck COVID. That was just yeah. a great beer. It's been marketed. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> but for... So, <laughs> they should have yeah. called it Fuck Corona. They should have. That would have been better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's okay. You're using our name and telling us to go find ourselves? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Two season desist. And then a post note that says, fuck you. On it, but right? what it was good for was uh, creating a society is much more health-centric and health-interested. Right. You know, just the fact that, like, okay. you know, people are being more aware of, like, how to protect themselves and live healthier. And maybe you look at the labels and stuff. Um and then also that, you know, it put us in a recession. So, you know, I mean, legalizing would be billions of dollars of revenue and two million jobs. It would be an instant like two million jobs. Yeah. If it was federally just like, you know, Visa MasterCard, full transactions, full loans, just wide open. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be a an industry boom, the likes of which we haven't seen in a long time. It'd be nuts. Two million jobs. Yeah, because then everything could be incentivized. I mean, you could do um, land grants on solar remediation and see federal land, thousands of acres of fiber crop being grown for plastic. And I mean, look at like, it's it's so stupid because it's like, uh, it's ironic that marijuana is so natural and healing and so great, yet it creates so much plastic waste. Think about like every clamshell that comes out of a dispensary or mm-hmm. every baggie or every container. Every clamshell. That's a good yeah. terminology, my friend. Wow, man. It's just plastic, 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 plastic. So like wouldn't your standard dispensary, if you could get a biodegradable hemp plastic clamshell, wouldn't that be better for the product mm-hmm. overall? We sell biodegradable iPhone it, cases. You know? huh? We sell these biodegradable iPhone cases on mm-hmm. my site and they're... Uh, Unbelievably, it's such a cool alternative. You didn't realize that that was even a possibility until mm-hmm. the merchant made it available to, to buyers like us. And it's like, man, I never even thought about that in regards to marijuana and CBD manufacturing. You can make everything hemp, mm-hmm. anything and everything, pretty much. Yeah, uh, car car dashboards. I mean, you. Can- so there will be a hemp Tesla. Right? Does hemp? There has to be. Dude, well, you can make fuel. You can make gasoline. You can build hemp. houses so, with it. hempcrete. Yeah, you know, there's it's it truly is in, industrial hemp. How about will- roads? Government roads. Interesting. Curious. Maybe. Well, polymer's polymer. So, yeah. I mean. That's the most adult thing you've said all day. 
What? Polymer's polymer. polymer that is that polymer. is a Hank Hill quote. Polymer. That is polymer's polymer. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, oh, dang it, Bobby. <laughs> that is man. That was mature. <laughs> He's a he. He adults. Ian definitely knows how to adult. Uh, Respect. Nice. I think I got time for one more. Until one I more. Get, I gotta get out of here. Cool. I was gonna do it back to back, so we can get this one rolling. You can try this one. This is the cherry cool. wine. This one cherry has a wine. very nice. It does have a dark. So this is that north kind of north darker South fruity. Carolina. Yeah. Seventeen point five percent, twenty five percent CBDA. So there must be a remainder of another of another percentage that goes into that. Mm-hmm. That would be like CBG or THCA or THCV or any of your other strange miners at like 0.04 or whatever it is. Strange miners. Strange miners. Another interesting <laughs> band names. name. It's like yeah. a high school band name. <laughs> now, so many things have been discussed sitting here and my mind is blown. This is meant so much as well. This is the genius of the podcast. It really is. Well, and the, and the biggest thing I'm taking away from all of this that everybody's saying is there is a very thick line between personal interest and progress. How so? But so, well, it comes down to you know, at the end of the day, a business's personal interest does not always reflect progress or anything that is like you're saying. All this plastic being created from hemp products when the hemp products are the packaging as well as the product. Or have the potential to yeah, replace and, that. And, you know? and save themselves. So it really comes down to like you as a consumer, it doesn't matter if it's CBD or, you know, to Advil, be aware of what you're putting in your body, but most of all, be aware of what you're supporting from a brand standpoint and a company standpoint, mm-hmm. because they're not going to do the due diligence for you. You got to do it yourself. Yeah. And your dollar is going to speak much louder than you saying a post on the internet that says, hey, don't support this company because they're not environmentally friendly or they have this horrible um, product that, you know, hurts yourself or hurts your health or stuff like that. You know, there's a reason Advil comes with a warning label. Come on. There's yeah. a reason. So at the end of the day, kind of keep that in mind when you're supporting any consumer. But I've learned so much today that it's just like, once again, personal interest is not progress. Wow. Man, I learned, I can relate to that in the heaviest way possible throughout all of the, uh, the the algorithmic slavery that I think a lot of people have to their social media accounts. And Ian, you mentioned you're not on social. This is a phenomenon that most of the population is being exploited to, uh, which is a fact of, of how little reality our social media content is, um, is challenged with what's actually real. Oh, of course. So all the news that we're seeing and, and all that's wildly different. There's four different realities if there's four different people sitting at this table that are all on social media. That when I go to see in my phone that nobody else sees, I have my own world that you'll never see. And it's like, man, talking about that, mm-hmm. in regards to COVID and how to stay healthy and how to properly handle it both psychologically and mentally, uh, psychologically and physically, there was not a lot of that going on in regards to the right directions and how to take things forward in a positive way. And so surely there's not going to be that innately in regards to understanding CBD and THC and strange miners. Mm-hmm. Those things. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of strange miners, um, you want to try one of these DA gummies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it. That was good. We'll do this again. We yeah. got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. We were talking about uh, progress. Ooh, I like that one a lot. Yeah. So you got hemp papers. Okay. So you will be in, included in this. We're going to be making uh, D8 
infused hemp papers and tobacco based uh, blunt wraps with uh, true terpenes and flavor and but the d8 will be in the paper and in the blunt wrap so it's an extra yeah, so you could take, you know, the, D, the D8's in the wrapper, but then you take this flour and then you roll it and then you get the D8 added to what's ever in the That's flour. absolutely genius. Whose idea was that? Actually, a guy named Jason in New York who we're partnering with. And he's the one who's kind of perfected the technology. and um, A genius. As the machinery and the standard operating procedure and all that. This one is the wife, by the way. This is 15.52% CBDA. The wife. The wife. The wife. Is there is there a is there a counter? Is there another strain? The husband? What is that? <laughs> I don't. Yon, can I mention how poetic, <laughs> how poetic it is to end on the wife? It's just like a family of strains. The daughter, the son, right. the wife. Let me the try father. the let me try the mother-in-law. Yeah. 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 Jupiter, I was interested in because I've never encountered this one before. That's beautiful. Typically, what was that one? This one was the cherry. Here you go, Carl. That was the cherry wine. Let me really try one of the edibles. The way the cherry wine Beautiful. Feel, I think I mm. This one smells like hay or like alfalfa, you know, like in a barn. So like that that barn smell. Oh, it do. Doesn't it smell like alfalfa? Oh yeah. And we do have all of the the strains. So let's go through them all before I available before here we go end. off on it. So we got Jupiter, painted painted lady. 88. The, the ones in the black came from Vermont, and then those ones came from Oregon. They Who do we shout out for Vermont? Who do we shout out for Oregon? Um, Jim Douglas up in uh, New York for connecting us with Vermont Hemp Collective. Genius. And, Thank and you, they're, Jim. they're doing a good job up there. Yeah, man. Knocked out of the park. And they are busy, busy, just like everybody else, because harvest is on us right now, and everybody's like stressing out about getting their, hmm. their When's harvest season? Right now. It started is, yesterday, right? No, no, no. no like it started last month yeah. into the middle of the month, but it's full-blown. Full-blown. Right people are harvesting hard. Hard. Is it people going out, waking up at 6 a.m. and harvesting crop? Earlier than that and getting out there and chopping down plants. And no getting, way. getting them hung. I would love to do that. Or, I'd like to try that. Okay. You'll, you'll like it for a day. Okay. Only the honeymoon will be over in I'm 24 sure. hours. I promise you. Sure. Oh, look at all this bud. Oh, my God. This sucks. <laughs> Just drowning. It in doesn't butt. suck ever, but it's it's a lot of flipping work. You've yeah. harvested. Yeah. My hands oh, well. are sticky. I bet they are. After rolling all these. And granted, the... next time we come, I will have the professional grinder. I will have, I will roll my own. I just, there just for the sake of convenience. You were Woodstock in it? And consistency. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I used to, I, I grew up smoking hand, just little, little pennies right before, before class. You, I, I could just see Yarn practicing like this in your kitchen for the next time that we come here. Yeah. You know, my, my parents oh, were hoping that, you know, being guitars, can you play left handed as well? No. Are you ambidextrous at all? Not really. Okay. I can type with very well. See, with joints, really joints for the, yeah, being ambidextrous, like doing, doing the crab thing. I can't do it. You know, being able to, to roll. Well, crabs do more of this than, than That's a yawn. That's a yawn skill. Huh? That is a yawn skill. That really yeah. has to be. After after trying all these, do you That's feel good. do you feel do you feel a sense? Do you feel good? Do you have a That's great. Let's before we wrap it, that's a great thing to talk about. I feel fantastic. Feel nice. I feel wildly calm. I can I sense my whole body, but I also feel alert. I feel beautiful. You can absolutely take this and just keep living your life. 
Mm-hmm. That's why I prefer hemp flower during the day, and then you know when I'm ready to like watch a movie or conk out at night, I kind of want to change that profile up a little bit. But change that profile. <laughs> exactly. Perspective five. Wow. Wow, man. Oh, I'm beautiful. good. I'm good. Thank you. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. It's beautiful. So shout shout to Jason. Uh, Jason, shout out to um to uh, Davis Farm. Uh, um, shout out to Qualis Labs. Qualis Labs. for the gummies and the big cartridge. And Ian, Jan, Carl. Thank y'all. Thanks. Thanks Daniel. for sharing this. Impact. And is there any uh, uh, teaser or like like coming soon announcement you so want to make? This is it. And I don't take it any of these strains are going to be it. Maybe they will. Well, maybe. Oh, yeah. No, the day. Uh, yes, they will. Well, we'll have whatever's the newest, latest, greatest uh, from Vermont and yeah. Davis and also from other sources. I like. said it at the start of this episode, but we are starting Cosmic Country CBD. Come on. From farm to where? Where do you want Straight to take your it? door? <laughs> no, farm from farm to space. Is that what from you? Say? Is that what you? Is that what was, you? We're said? trying to come up with a motto. If y'all want to hit us up with some mottos for Cosmic Country CBD, let us know. But uh, you had a good one earlier. Be where be where Cosmic Country is. Yeah, that's kind of be cool. where you want to be. Be where you want to be. Is be cosmic. Be country. <laughs> be cosmic country. <laughs> well. Be cosmic in yeah. the country. Where do y'all want to be? Do you want your country to be cosmic? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Coming, coming to uh, availability to you guys very, very shortly. Now we all know exactly what CBD is. We brought on some of the industry's most leading professionals to talk about the science and the data behind what this fabulous plant really offers to us as humans who are just trying to optimize and make their lives as efficient as possible. I use it every day. I don't care what other people say about it because they don't really know the data as much as my friends do. And now my friends are your friends because you guys are listening to the Lost Highway Podcast. Make sure to go to DanielDonato.com and join the Cosmic Country Club to make sure that you are able to order Cosmic Country CBD before anyone else in the entire world is able to. I have a feeling we're going to move a lot of this. So it's really fantastic stuff. It's all going to be coming from Nashville or from Tennessee. And I wouldn't put my name on it unless I believed in it. Uh, Y'all make sure to... Stay positive, stay patient, and stay persistent. Talk to y'all later.